What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! <laughs> Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust, grab your mighty Mjolnir hammer and swing it around and then fly off to Neverland that way because it's Thor Day! Woohoo! Yes, and so Lost Boy Philip is here with me today because Lost Boy Eric is actually in Liverpool, England right now. Wow. Yeah, so I'm sure he'll have some stories to tell us when he comes back. But for now, you know, hey, Phil's with me and we just actually went to go see Thor Ragnarok. So of course we'll be talking about that. But uh, you realize I had an entire month of Halloween music, and I didn't catch up on any Disney news whatsoever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know. So uh, it's catch-up time. Awesome. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Alright, well, so, diving right in, head first in the deep end, there's been some announcements now for the new Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. This isn't quite a good thing. Oh, no. This happens if the film grosses $500 million in domestic box office. There are some super secret rules going to be imposed on movie theaters. Dun, 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 dun. Disney's becoming the empire. <gasps> and it's basically Disney's wanting, I, I guess, a bigger cut. They, they can take an additional 5% cut, bringing the studio's total haul of 70% of sales on, on the movie tickets. Now, granted, they, I mean, that's kind of where most of the movie ticket sales do go to the studios where movie theaters make their money really is those refreshment stands, which is why they're so daggum expensive, yep. which is why I bring in my own candy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I had Halloween candy. I brought it with me. I'm not ashamed. I snuck it in. I was sitting there eating Reese's peanut butter cups while we're watching Thor. Ah. So... Yeah, this is apparently going to... There's some tension actually between some of the business partners with the studios and theaters because, you know, they keep... You know, the theaters have to stay in business for the movies to get shown, but then the movie, you know, the the movie producers can really make them for stuff like Netflix and stuff now. Uh, that's becoming a viable medium, but really, when you make a movie, you want it to be seen on that big screen, I would think. Yeah. 
I mean, if I was making a movie, I... Heck, I was thrilled with this uh, little five-minute documentary I made in school about Marceline, Missouri, which is on my YouTube channel. You can go check it out. Uh, we got to show it up on a big screen at this red carpet event at the school, and seeing it blown up on a big screen was awesome for me. Oh, Marceline. I, I had to. Also. You have to be true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, for anyone who's not heard the song Maybelline, you need to go look it up. That's right. But, yeah, this they're just hurting themselves a little bit, but... Um, you know, that movie's sure to make that $500 million, but oh, Disney wants sure. a little bit more of that money, which they kind of need because they really spend a lot of money on Shanghai Disney. Yeah. So they're just trying to make it back, although they're, they're, they work somewhat separately, apparently, between the parks department and the studios. So I don't know. But speaking of Disney movies. Oh, yeah? Now, I'm not necessarily familiar with all of these actors, but we have an entire cast, li- li- uh, cast leak. I don't know if leak is a word, but a news press release. For The Lion King coming out this summer, 2019. Well, summer 2019 is not this summer, but, you know, it's coming. But Donald Glover will be playing Simba. Now, if you're not familiar with him, he will be playing Lando Calrissian in the film. By the way, we got a name for it, and I never got to say anything. Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, there you go. Yes. Wow, what an original title. We wouldn't have thought that that's what the Han Solo movie would be called is Solo. (laughs) I wish they could have been more creative, but oh well. Let's not let's not fuss, right? Yeah, it's a solo act. So we yeah, <laughs> Beyonce, Knowles Carter. I don't care about all these extra names, but Beyonce is playing Nala, and I've seen some people who are upset by that. Well, you know, as frankly, I don't care about Beyonce, but here's here's what I'm looking at. She is money. Yeah, she is. So this bring, this puts butts in the seats, uh, and I don't know what her acting chops are like. Really, she's just gonna voice. Yeah. I mean, they're calling this a live action Lion King film, but it's gonna be all computer animated yeah. lions and. You know, this next one's going to sh- is going to shock you. No, I'm kidding. Well, actually, it's a little shocking that they actually did bring somebody in for the live action who was in the animated film. I'm thrilled they did it. It's a good thing they did because you can't be Mufasa without James Earl Jones. Mufasa, I love Mufasa. Yeah. Now this actor, I've never heard of this guy. Does he look familiar to you? When you look at his face, uh, he does look familiar. But wait a minute. Yes, yes, yes. He is from the uh, the film. Uh, well, I can't think of the name of the film right now. Pardon me. Uh, the Firefly movie. What was it called? Uh, Serenity. Serenity. He's from Serenity and a few other films as well. well it's Chiwetel Ejiofor, and I apologize all over me mispronouncing that name severely. But he's playing Scar. Ah, well, he'll be good at that. He has mm-hmm. a voice that's perfect for it. Alfred Woodard as Sarabi. I love her. She's great. Uh, yeah, I know. I've seen her and stuff, but it's Star not Star Trek clicking. First Contact is one of the things she was on. She was, oh, yeah. yeah. Blow up the darn ship, Picard. Yeah. She's yeah. outstanding. She's been on so many things. I love her. She's yeah, this will be great. Then John Oliver is Zazu. Oh, he's perfect for that. I'm not familiar with that guy. He's got a lot of things. Okay. Well, that's about all you're going to say. All right. <laughs> yeah. John Connie as Rafiki. I'm pretty sure I've seen him yeah, something. Yeah, he's familiar. stuff, too. I'm not entirely certain about Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Well, that, that's a he has a good voice for it. Yeah, I suppose. I just I haven't seen anything with Seth Rogen that I liked him in uh, that I can think of to tell you the truth. Uh, Billy Eichner, uh, I'm not familiar with him either, but he's playing Timon. We got Eric Andre playing Azizi. I'm not familiar with him. Florence Kasumbra as Shenzi. Keegan Michael Key as uh, Kamari. I like him. Now, okay, Shenzi, I remember. All right, Shenzi was Whoopi Goldberg's. Uh, Hyena, uh-huh. Azizi. Uh, so I don't. Was that Cheech's? I, I'm pretty sure. And then Keegan Michael Key. I mean, is he Kamari? He was the. But wasn't it just Ed? 
was the one that laughed. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I guess they changed the name. Yeah, most likely. But I figure they're the Hawaii hyenas. Then we got JD McCrary as young Simba and Shahadi Wright Joseph as young Nala. My, my thought is they may have made a few changes to to some of the characters or maybe remain because oh, you I'm have sure to, they had. You have to remember, uh, it's just like Being the Beast, there are a few little changes here and there. Not a bad films, they're good films, but this is a, a way to get to the new generations of things too. You know? Yeah. Alrighty, jumping outside of Disney for a little bit into the world of DC Comics. Yay, yay, yay. We've got an announcement. Now, I guess they're not going to call it Captain Marvel because Marvel's already got a Captain yes. Marvel on the way. So we're going to get a movie just simply called Shazam. Well, that is what they call him now. And I right. love Shazam. He is known now as Shazam, which is a better name, really. Yeah, it, it does it, make sense. Everyone always called him that, even when he was known as Captain Marvel. He was Shazam. He, everyone knew him as Shazam. Shazam. Thank Shazam. you, Jim Neighbors. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gomer Pyle. Well, we already knew The Rock was going to be played Black Adam. Yeah, and he's perfect for that. That's pretty awesome. But battling Black Adam will be Zachary Levi from Chuck and Tangled. There's our Disney connection. He's there Splinter Rider. There you go. And uh, Marvel connection. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. We do see him in the last two Thor movies because yeah, it's that's, a trilogy. He had right. a small part, actually, you know, because uh, he replaced the previous actor. Although, I, I guess... There was some confusing because I guess Zach was going to play it in the first movie, but then he couldn't, and so they had the other guy, and then so Zach came back because the other guy couldn't do it in the second one, and Zach did get to come back in this third one. That's right. That's right. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Zach, you will see him in Thor Ragnarok, uh, but he is playing Shazam. Yeah, he'll be great, I think. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be good for the character, but he better bulk oh, up. Oh, he better bulk up. And he is really tall. Unless they're going to computerize his body, yeah. they're going to have to do something. He's got to be able to stand toe-to-toe with The Rock. And The Rock, I mean, my gosh, he's huge, all right? Now, maybe he'll take some of the same medication, the pills or whatever. <laughs> no, it's not... Uh, it's not the same stuff as it could have been, the illegal stuff. But still, he better do something to get his muscles, you know, looking good because he's not built for Shazam, let me tell you. No, he is not. But I, I, I'm sure he can work it up and do it. Yeah. So, but uh, I like Zach Levi. So it would be really kind of cool to see him. He's a good, uh, good dude. It's being directed by David F. Sandberg and coming out in New Line Cinema, which he's is got the perfect. He's got the perfect personality, that, that kind of Boy Scout. Yes. Because it you is can believe to, him be as a kid yeah, as an adult. Because he is supposed to be a child, after all. And he's got mm-hmm. that kind of friendliness about him. I think he's perfect. Yeah. So Plus this, he's from Tangled also. Be good. You know, that'd be perfect. perfect. Uh, other actors, actually, there was, I guess these were people who thought about they were going, and John Cena was almost Shazam. Oh, he would have been good for it. That might have been a better choice for the size of it, but I like Zach Levi, so yeah. I, I want to see Me himself. Too. And he did tweet out uh, a picture, kind of looked like a painted thing, of like his head on a... Uh, a different kind of Shazam-looking outfit, where it's it's more textured. It's kind of, kind what, of what he wears nowadays, though. Ah, well, so I haven't yeah. looked at him. But uh, he did tweet out there that he's very honored and, of course, greatly humbled and very excited, of course, uh, now to do something in the DC universe instead of just simply the uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, something else! I'm excited about this. Woo. Apparently, there's some people upset by this. But we heard Danny Eflin was going to use the John Williams Superman music in Justice League. Yay. And now we hear he's going to pull his Batman music. Yay. And people are actually mad about this? I, to me, there is no other Superman or Batman music. There is none. To me, yeah. that is Superman. That is Batman. I am absolutely thrilled. This, to me, now finally brings life. No offense to any of you who are fans of the new films, but... This, to me, actually gives life to these new films. Yeah. This makes me very, very, very excited. This makes me want to buy the Justice League soundtrack. Me too, and Danny I will. Danny Flippin' Elfman. 
Danny Elfman, John Williams, you cannot beat it. Yeah, and it's weird because like on Facebook, and somebody I think summed it up pretty well. I won't, I won't put his name out there, but he said, oh, he put in like quotes making fun of everybody. Would love if Danny Elfman's Batman theme was in the movie. Then suddenly Danny Elfman's theme is in the movie. And then why the blank did they put that in the film? It sucks. Uh-huh. And that's exactly the type of thing on Facebook I saw. There was people who were like, oh, well, he's so cocky to use his own music in the movie. He's composing the movie. Yeah. It is all his music. So shut up, stupid. Yeah. I get so sick of idiot fans. Why do the idiot fans ruin it for the rest of us? Well, everyone has the right to their opinion, but I will. Some people should have their their opinion and be quiet about it. Yeah, everyone has the right to opinion. However, (laughs) as as far as this fan goes, I haven't liked the new movies that much. It's my opinion. However, I will say, now that I know this is going to be done, I'm excited. Yeah. And after seeing Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman got me excited because it was a great movie. It's like, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see. This is just my opinion. I personally did not like Batman versus Superman. But... This, I think, is going to change things around just by certain things that Zachary looks like he's doing right. So way to go, Zach. So definite improvements. Yes. All right. Now, Pixar Place is coming up very, very soon. It's going to replace, of course, in Disney's California Adventure, the uh, Paradise Pier. It's now going to be Pixar Place. But to kind of help kick things off, April 13th, 2018, we're going to have a Pixar Fest going on. Uh, It's a celebration of, of friendship. And um, really, the Toy Story movies, they were really about friendship Absolutely. and family. So a lot of good themes really in Pixar films. <laughs> exactly. A lot of great themes in Pixar films deal with friendship. And so, I mean, there's going to be a uh, the Paint the Night Parade is coming on April 13th. Awesome. Kind of like the old so that's coming back. parade. That's great. Yeah, Paint the Night's coming in with some new Pixar character things coming in. So uh, a new fireworks thing's going on in the Disney's California Adventure. Uh, there's going to be uh, the the Pixar lamp is actually going to be involved in the parade. I figure it's going to have to be on a float because I don't think you're going to have it hopping out in front. No. But I, if they put that float in front and have it maybe jump, yeah, make some cute. little noises. <laughs> that's a perfect way to start the parade. But a lot of new things happen all April 13th, 2018. It's a great way to really get starting on the Pixar Pier. Uh, but there's also going to be, and I'm just now seeing this, Incredicoaster is coming Wow. Now, I don't know if this is a rebranding of California Screaming. Let me have a look here. I see a, a new waiting area. Uh, this is coming summer 2018. Uh, let me have a look here. Pixar Pier is going to open on the southern shore of Paradise Bay. Oh, wow. Which we, we already have known about this. But uh, different kind of... But where Ariel's Grotto is going to move around, I guess. Uh, Symphony Stings, Symphony Jellyfish. Uh, Pixar Pier will open during limited time Pixar Fest celebration that we've been talking about. Uh, and include a new Together Forever Pixar Nighttime Spectacular Fireworks, which I mentioned, Pixar Play Parade, Paint the Night Parade. Uh, but what is this about an Incredicoaster? It, it looks to me like it's California Screaming being rebranded. So that's still cool, but you know, not as much to get excited about. Oh, hey, do you like science? I do. Well, they actually have, and this is part of the STEM program, STEM literacy, which my wife, Heather, you know, the Wendy nerd, uh, <laughs> is, does participates in the STEM program because she's a science teacher. But they're going to have a new show called Spectacular over in Epcot. So if you were concerned that Epcot was getting two characters and not enough science in the future and, and knowledge, uh, there you go. Science show is coming. Uh, it is going to happen in November. We don't know when. Sometime this month. 
So if somebody gets out there and uh, takes some photos of it and sends it to me, I'll be sure to post it up. But this is going to have some actual scientists. They're going to come out there and they're going to do some experiments. And they're going to have another guy on there who's the comic relief. Because you have to do that. Oh, yeah, you got it. Uh, but they're going to go through like ultrasonic pressure, barometric pressure, acceleration, and force. And they're going to test all of it right there live. You get to see these experiments. Awesome. So learning can be fun. Absolutely. So Spectacular Interactive Show. It is debuting here in November. I don't know when. But while you're in Walt Disney World, the Coco family celebration is actually it already started. Oh. The, this is basically some uh, some events going on in Disney Springs, used to be known as Downtown Disney. Oh yeah. They're doing a lot of things building up to the release of Coco. Which it's it's going to stop right about the time, of, you know, that week that Coco comes out to theaters, but this is running. It started October 27th, it's going to run through November 26th. Uh, and really, you're going to have a, a, lot, a lot of you know Mexican-themed type of things. Day of the Dead colors. Supposed to be really a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know everything that's going to go. There's going to be some decor. There's going to be scenes from the movie on the walls and stuff like that. A lot of face painting, activities for the kids. Special food from the uh, the Spring Street Tacos food truck, which is going to have vanilla flan for limited time, as well as having a lot of their typical tacos. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I wish I could go down there to check it out. But this is all, it's going to kick off at like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. in the evenings. Because uh, that's where they're going to kick off some music, some food, and all the decor. Uh, and so it should be a lot of fun, but you got to make sure you go there in the evening and check it out. Yeah, if you wanted to go there in the daytime, that'd be hot cocoa. Yeah, you don't. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would be. I, I, I'm sure it's a little cooler than it normally would be because it's November. Uh, yeah, that's well, true. When I was in Florida in November, it was like 75 degrees, which was nice. So, but yeah, it would be some serious hot cocoa. <laughs> All right, also going to happen at Epcot, we've got a list of some things going on in the 2018 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And it's going on from 39 days. It's going to start January 12th and run through February 19th. Uh, there's going to be seminars uh, of artists, even culinary oh, arts. So if you want to learn some cooking, you can go. And I bet you get to try some of the fancy foods. Although, my tastes are pretty simple with food. I don't like to get too fancy because when I get something too fancy, I end up not liking it. There you go. That actually happened this week on the university campus. They had a competition of some of the culinary people. And they were doing themes from like Korean stuff and Philippine stuff and stuff, I think, from Japan and everything. Some different dishes. And me and I was eating din dinner. I'm the same age as some of my professors. Some of them, I'm older than them. <laughs> but I was actually having lunch with some of my professors. And we went and tried some of this stuff. And it's like every table that there was competing, there was one thing you'd eat that was, oh, that was tasty, and then something else you'd eat that, that was awful. So, but that's what happens when I eat something too fancy. I'm, I, I'll, I'll try it usually, but I usually don't end up liking it. Yeah. But if you're into that sort of thing, it'll be going on. There's going to be performing artists, of course. There's the usual Epcot performing artists, some Broadway artists coming in, and a whole lot of other things. Animation, photography, topiaries. If you want to learn about it, it's all going on. you got 39 days to check this out starting January 12th during the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. That's after, of course, the Food and Wine Festival is done with everybody, which right. I guess is probably already over by now because that, that's mainly in October. So I have a feeling that's already passed. Sounds like they got a whole lot of things you could try out right now. Yes, and I've seen some people upset about this because I think so, they expect some things are going to get torn down, but I don't know what's getting torn down. Construction is going to be begin here in February. They're building a new parking structure there in the Disneyland Resort. They're uh -huh. trying to... It's going to be... Uh, built on the, the current Pinocchio surface, and it's going to be right next to Mickey and Friends, and it's supposed to add 6,500 new spaces, and it's actually going to help move things through the parking structure because, you know, more spaces do does tend to help. So they're trying to work on some stuff to try to get you more access, and I mean, because really Disneyland is getting more popular by the day. Uh, there's always more stuff. So they're just trying to help with the capacity, but I do remember seeing something on Facebook that they were noticing that 
some of the stuff they're going to tear out in order to put a parking garage in that somebody's not happy about, but I don't remember what it was that someone thinks is going to be going away. And I haven't found anything that says what's going away. One last thing I want to jump on, and I gotta be—I'm I'm going as quick as I possibly can through some of this stuff. But there's news cruises that's gonna be leaving from San Diego here in 2019 with the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, they're going from San Diego to Baja in the Mexican Riviera, going to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Actually, I think they're leaving—they're having some new cruises that are gonna leave from like Puerto Rico. Really? I don't know if the hurricanes have kind of slowed them down. Uh, from Port Canaveral to the Bahamas, Miami to the Bahamas, and the Western Caribbean. Uh, and both of these, you are going to stop at, uh, oh, what is it? They, they, they have their, their keys. This, actually, Disney owns this island. Um, I'm trying to look for the name of it here. Castaway Key, yes. All of these cruisers that are departing Florida will go over to Castaway Key, so that's their private island, so you can spend some time there. Oh, that's so. Uh, if I, I've, I've said many times, I'm not one. I'm not interested in necessarily in taking a cruise. But if I ever take a cruise, I'm doing a Disney cruise. There you go. Nothing else would even ever live up to some of the stuff I've seen on there. But yes, there are some new ones. You can probably go ahead and start booking these things now. Okay, well I think we've talked enough about some news. It's time to we got time to talk about some Thor. So uh. let's kick off that sounder. There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie, yeah, yeah we're gonna be a movie, starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Kermit, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. All right, so we just, actually, it's been a while since we come back. We've been babbling on and grabbing some Christmas songs off the internet and grabbing some of the soundtrack here because ah, was used, the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin was used twice in this movie. Yes. So, all right, we want to go light and we don't want to spoil anything. It's stuck in our head now, that song. That it's, song is definitely stuck in our head. But it fits because it's about Vikings. Oh, yes. And it comes in near the beginning and it's using some fan, some epic battles. You oh, know. I love it. Uh, but this, uh, the the plot, I'd say, is very similar to what you've seen in Iron Man 3 and Spider-Man Homecoming, where they have to prove that they are a hero themselves without their suit of armor or their magic technological Spidey suit or Mjolnir. Because as you've seen in the trailer, Mjolnir is going to get crushed. So that that's overall plot is Thor now is fighting who he is without that hammer and the power well, he truly I gotta, has. I got to say, though. There's some truth in this uh, in life. Mm -hmm. You have to discover who you are. Because I go through some of that stuff even now. You have to discover who you are, not based on what you have, but who you are inside. So I like that lesson, so to speak, because it is a lesson. It's a good lesson. It's not just a plot in the movie. It is a lesson. And and no matter who you are out there, no matter what uh, sex you might be or what race you might be or how old you might be, you're going to have to learn this in life many a times over. You truly are. Yeah. You are. You are unique. You are special. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to steal something from VeggieTales, although for many of you who never heard of VeggieTales or never watched it, but they always say, God made you special and he loves you very much. And that's the thing. You have something special about you and if you sometimes you get too reliant on one certain thing or maybe we're going to get, we're going to preach. Uh, you <laughs> might, you know, because I know a lot of women, they feel the pressure that they, their looks, they feel their looks is what makes them special. So that's not your looks. It's who you are. And men, your ability to play sports or a lack of ability like me, <laughs> that is not what makes you special. 
There is something more to you that if you strip away all that stuff on the outside, there is something there. You really have to discover who it is that you are that makes you special. That's right. You don't want to be too reliant on a talent or too reliant on the things that you use with that talent. I mean, It's not what you can do. It's who you are. That's right. That's exactly right. Yep. Now, on to the movie. Now, on to the movie. So, <laughs> Thor had to learn this lesson in this film. Uh, and we get to see Loki back, of course. Oh, I love it. Love yeah. Loki. Uh, they they bring the character back, Loki, in a very, very funny way that I don't want to spoil. No. He's one of those guys, like we often say this about certain bad guy wrestlers, you know, known as heels. You love to hate him and hate to love him. He, he's he's an affable villain, you know. Yeah. He really is. He's been great in every film. and uh, Good the, actor. You know, there there's only meant to have been like three Thor movies. Yeah. You know, Thor's coming back in Avengers Infinity War. I hope Loki is back, too. Yeah, he's fun. Because we enjoy Loki. Loki really helps round us together. Not that I want to ruin anything, and I'm not going to. But I will say one thing I really liked about this movie. Well, there's a lot. It's one of my favorite movies they've done uh, in these superhero films. But I really liked about this movie was there were so many good, clever surprises and uh you know, I guess you could say guest appearances. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. And it was a lot of fun. You know, you have so-and-so minutes with this character and that character. and they, It was a lot of fun. I thought they did a great job. It was just a fun film. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Tons of fun. This was, I almost was sitting there watching this. Well, this is almost like a third Guardians movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Because it, it was very different from what we've gotten from Thor. But it was, it was great. It worked very well. Yeah, it did. Because this was more of a... A space adventure, a little yeah. bit. He's on a different planet. Uh, I think they pulled a lot from Planet Hulk. I've seen the animated, yeah, but sure I've, I've, I've not read it. But they pretty much dropped Thor into a Planet Hulk movie. Yeah. And it had a lot of fun. And Hulk is a lot more of a character this time. Yeah, you know, he was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun because he gets to talk. Yeah, he does. In fact, uh, he reminded me, the way he was talking, the style, reminded me of Andre the Giant. <laughs> he really did. He had an Andre way of talking. And the other thing is, as I was telling you earlier, it reminded me that when he's on this planet, I don't even remember the name of the planet. Sakar. Yeah, like something that. like Sakar. that. And uh, it reminded me a lot of Tron. <laughs> yes. The music was very Tron-like in this one. And the style of it. And, mm-hmm. and then, of course, and I have to say it, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, awesome. man, he Steals was Steals his seat every I, time. I, I love him. He, he's outstanding. And everything he says and does, uh, uh, Jeff, I must give you a hand, a round of applause. You're, you're, you're wonderful. I love you, sir. I love you. I was excited to find out when Joel, Jeff Goldblum was going to be in the film, and he does not disappoint. He is fantastic for the moment he shows in up. everything you do, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're wonderful. You're outstanding. You're wonderful. So yes, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster, because as you've seen in the trailers, Thor is, of course, going to be in the possession of the Grandmaster and forced to fight in the arena in order to go back to Asgard, because Asgard is in serious danger, because Hela, Hela, the lost daughter of Odin, has returned, and she is the goddess of death. And I gotta say, uh, Kate... Um, Blanchett. Blanchett, yes, was great. She's always good at what she does, but she looks good with dark hair. Yeah, she, she it was, I she, didn't even recognize her. She was very interesting because she was scary and kind of cute at the same time, and you're like terrified of her because she's dangerous as all heck, and it's like, oh, oh scary. She, you know, I don't know if any of you out there know Masters of the Universe, but she reminded me of Evil Lynn. Oh, heck yeah. She'd make a great Evil Lynn. Yeah, she would. So, but all oh, Kate Blanchett. Our fairness. You, like, <laughs> you were beautiful and scary at the same time, Kate Blanchett. Thank you for bringing a very scary Marvel villain here. And Carl Urban. 
was great. Oh man, he was great. <laughs> and and he did so much with his expression. I don't want to yes. give the entire story up, no. but he plays Scourge, which I believe is a Marvel character I've heard yeah. of, but I'm oh, not yeah. familiar I, with him. Yeah, absolutely. He was also known as a Oh, what they call him? The Executioner. He's known as Executioner. Oh, that, yes. And yeah, he did and have the giant axe. The axe, and he has the, the Yes, the, the streaks tattoos, on his head. Yeah. And he looked the part. I mean, he, he's yeah, perfect. he did, yes. And he has a very interesting story arc, and uh, he really has to sell it just from his face. And he did. And he really did a great job of selling his entire story. And you might find out, find yourself by the end like I am, like, yeah, grow a pair, would you? And do something. <laughs> so... Yeah, and I did. I said, I, I kind of said that. <laughs> it's like, oh, we should grow a pair. Uh, very interesting story arc. And uh, it's great to see Heimdall back again. A very different look. But Heimdall getting to be more involved, I think, than he normally was. Yeah. Oh, uh, and getting to see, of course, the Furious ones. Although, Sif. No Sif. Yeah. I know. I thought that. I, I, I even leaned over to Heather and said, where's Sif? I, I kept thinking, where, where'd she go? Yeah. Because isn't she supposed to be one of the Valkyries? Yeah, you know, and the comics, but it seemed like they treated the Valkyries as an ancient thing, and they don't that doesn't necessarily Another exist anymore. Who's usually with the Executioner, and I, I can't think of her name right now. Forgive me. The one that always wears green with the blonde hair. What's her the name? Enchantress. The Enchantress. Where was she? I I'd think, like to see her show up somewhere. Yeah, I, although if they're not going to make any Thors, it's not going to happen. I think they, there's like a mention that they kind of. Yeah, because uh, Loki mentioned something like, only people who do that would be a witch or something. Or like, you yeah, know. maybe. And they, but it seems like they hinted around that, that she existed. But they should There's even an offhanded comment about uh, Loki turning Thor into a frog. Yeah, because that, they... Because that, that happened. There was that Thor... Frog Thor, if you remember. Yeah. What was his name? I don't, uh, I don't know, but actually, apparently, was Thor was turned into the frog. Yeah. I've been finding out. Yeah, they, but that was in that... Yeah, but anyway. And I, I, and I, I do still want to see, because, you know, the other guy, that one alien, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. I'd like to was, see him show up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he... But although Mjolnir is destroyed, um, I don't know... Well, you saw it in the trailers. Yeah, I'm not yeah. spoiling anything. You see it destroyed. I won't tell you if he gets it back. Yeah. I won't tell you. So uh, overall, though, great film. Very, very funny. The music is awesome. A uh, lot of enjoyable characters. Even uh, the director himself, uh, Akiko... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get his name right. But he actually did the motion capture for... Uh, I think his name is Grok. He's like this purple rock guy. Oh, he's fun. And he was a great character. And I believe it's even his voice. But he play, played that character and directed himself. He's awesome. He, he steals his scenes that he's into. Yeah, he's great. Great character. And I believe I, I remember seeing him in uh, that Planet Hulk cartoon, I think. It's been a long time since I watched it. I hadn't watched it in a long time. It's a great cartoon. I definitely recommend seeing it. But you get a lot of the Planet Hulk story. Uh, but overall, great movie. If you haven't already seen it, you got to go see this one. It has grossed domestically. It's 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 gross how much money it made domestically. Ha ha! See, I made it funny. <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it wasn't a good funny. Yeah. Believe me, the movie is funnier than I am. And I know that's hard to imagine anything funnier than me. But okay. I say nothing. <laughs> I have so many good comebacks, and I'm not going to say uh, anything. Yes. I, I love you too much. The Lost Boy Kryptonian here is rolling his eyes at me. But, oh, yes, <laughs> we definitely enjoyed this movie. Had a great time. I will, of course, be purchasing the Blu-ray when it comes out. But now, ooh, I have something really special because we have a great convention coming up here in Kansas City. The Kansas City Comic Con. And uh, it's coming up, and I wanted to get some information about it, so I did a little digging, and I found one of the organizers, Mr. Barry Poole. And uh, let me just go ahead and hit that audio right here. Keep a pixie in your pocket. The Neverland Podcast. 
All right, here in Kansas City, we have the annual Kansas City Comic Con, and I, I believe this is the third year of it. Uh, it is happening this coming weekend, November 10th, 11th, and 12th. And well, we have Barry Poole with us. Uh, we, we started in 2015, and we just keep growing and growing every year, so yeah, got a good show for you. And Between the first year and the second year, I noticed an astronomical amount of growth. It was very crowded last year. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I mean, it's it. We like that, I and mean, we we want to grow bigger, and we want to be the best show that we can be, and best show in Kansas City if we can. And we think we've we're we're on the right track for that. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, it's uh, I've had a ball both years that I've been. It's been really fun, and I mainly I go there as press, so I'm trying to cover as much stuff as I can. I still haven't set up a panel for the for the program, but maybe next year I'll get something set up in time. But uh, your spot for a podcast fills up really fast, mainly because of the worst comic podcast ever, and that's literally their name. Uh, they uh, like to take a lot of places. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Um, but you know they're they're friends of the show and and they've helped us out, um, you know. And they're they're just the consummate professionals. Now I will tell you guys. I mean, you never know. I am the programming director, so maybe there's another podcast spot open in the schedule. We'll, we'll have to talk about that after the uh, after the show. Yeah, well, I don't have time to put anything together in a week. That's for sure. <laughs> but Uh-oh. next year, though, I need to get something well, going. I was trying to work some things out to have maybe Katie Lee come along, but uh, she wasn't going to be able to get around to be able to do it, and we didn't have a spacing, and so I'm trying to bring in like a good guest. What I'm thinking would be fun, though, is something I did over at Planet Comic Con that everybody really enjoyed, and I had some people come from the Walt Disney Hometown Museum in, in Marceline, Missouri, and we had uh, we talked about Walt's history here in Missouri, and that was a lot of fun, and I've been thinking I should do that over at the Kansas City Comic Con some year, too. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like a panel everybody would want to come and see. Oh, yeah. We had a really good crowd. It was a heck of a lot of fun. And we actually did a follow-up. My co-host came in, and we talked about Walt's time actually here in Kansas City with the Laughagram Studios. And uh, usually uh, the um, uh, thankyouwaltdisney.org, they actually do come to the convention. I have seen them there at KCCC many times. I do believe they're scheduled to come again this year. So, Do you know who they might have brought as a guest this year? You know, I don't know that they're bringing anybody as a guest this year. This was this was a little off year for things, but um, as far as a Disney guest goes, uh, we actually have two. We have uh, Eva Bella, and I believe her name is Lindsay Steubenrauch. They're uh, the voices of Little Anna and Little Elsa. And I'm sorry, it's Livy Steubenrauch, not Lindsay. It's Livy. Um, they. I believe were the ones that were singing. Do you want to build a snowman? Oh my goodness! Now my frozen fan base is going to go crazy. <laughs> well, tell them to come on over to the show, and they can they can get the two girls to sing them uh, a part of the song. I know oh, they yeah. do that. So. Uh, see, and that's that's what's fun about the Kansas City Comic Con is you've brought in, brought in guests of people that you would want to meet, but you don't really think about it. Like uh, I remember meeting uh, some people that were background Jedi in uh, some of the prequel Star Wars films, and that was exciting. That was cool for me, but that's people I wouldn't have ever thought of. And I like that you go well, to those uh, those areas and like you know what these people of, important. Well, they're you know some voice actors, stuff people, motion capture. 
posts, those are the kind of the unsung heroes of uh, motion pictures, the, the people that you don't see the faces of, but who make these movies as, as wonderful as they are. And you just, you, you really just never get to meet those. And we're very cognizant of that with our shows that we want people to see a little bit behind the curtain and, and get a little bit of a different experience that you wouldn't at a, at another pop culture con or comic con as they're, they're referred to these days where you get all of the massive numbers of, of, celebrities you know the supermans the spider-mans things like that you know we want we want the people that bring you you know golem or abe sapien or the silver surfer things like that you don't recognize the faces but you certainly recognize the characters they play oh yes and i saw you had doug jones as you were talking about abe sapien he he really brought that character to life and if they don't bring him in the remake of hellboy it'll be a crime he was so great oh, no kidding uh and also i, I just see watched the golden army last night yeah, I haven't watched that one since the, the theaters. I have a copy of it. I need to sit down and watch it again because that was it wasn't as good as the original, but it's still fun. And then I see oh, Tom yeah. Kane's going to be back again. Love that guy. He's awesome and always fun. And uh, yeah, one day only want to see him. That's Saturday. So make sure you get out there. And what also I'm finding to be really, really cool is you have a lot of the cast from the the classic Superman films. And are they going to be at the actual convention or are they only specifically for the uh, the Super Experience VIP package? Oh, no, they'll be there all three days on the convention floor. They're saying hi. It's it's I had a chance to, to meet with Jack O'Halloran a few times this year, and he and I now I consider him to be a, a fast friend. And, yeah, he would not miss it for the world and he he definitely wants to meet all of his fans and it's uh it promises to be something of a of a super experience i mean that's what we're billing it as so uh, all of them yes absolutely will be on the showroom floor oh goodness i'm, I'm already kind of geeking out on that because that's the superman that i grew up watching so nothing they've done since it's ever matched up to the old christopher reeve films i love him oh no he's the he's the one that made you believe a man could fly and you know, that's that's my Superman. Oh, it's yes. N- no, uh, no disrespect to Henry Cavill or Brandon Routh, but yeah. it, it, Christopher Reeve is Superman to me. Totally. And also seeing on the list, Lee Merriweather, who is, um, well, from the television series. Well, you know, I guess maybe overall is my second favorite Catwoman. And she was great. Really? It was the first. Well, the first was, was the, the first. original. Um, oh, now I can't even think of her name from the from the television series. The original Catwoman on there. Um, uh, my brain just went. Yeah, not Eartha Kitt because she was she was after the movie. And Eartha well, Kitt was true. cool. No, but, we're um, Julie Newmar. Yes, Julie Newmar is still my favorite Catwoman. As far as the series, because I loved what they, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer did, but that was a completely different style of film. Right. But Julie Newmar just well, rocked it as Catwoman. I love her. <laughs> well, I think, honestly, I think all three actresses that played Catwoman in the, the movie and the TV show were phenomenal. They yeah. all brought something different to the role, and it's 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 hard for me to pick a favorite. I I, <laughs> I don't know. I I might have to I might have to disagree with you. I think Ju- uh, Lee might be my favorite. Yeah, she's she's definitely was pretty awesome. I just wish she'd have gotten to do more than just one movie. Yeah, yeah, Miss Kitka didn't didn't last too long, did yeah. she? But, well, that's a shame. You're yeah. right. 
And then, of course, adding on to Batman, Burt Ward going to be there. I am looking forward to meeting him. Uh, I've actually some friends of mine with, with some other podcasts have had him on the show. I need to invite him onto my show at some point. So I'm going no, to I've, invite I've, him I've, while I've, he's there. <laughs> well, there you go. And I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's 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 very congenial. Uh, I think fans will love him. I think you'll love him. Um, I'm sure if he's available, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll do that. Uh, podcast episode with you he's he's agreeable to just about anything so mm-hmm. and he's very knowledgeable with uh, with dogs and dog food uh, he's developed his own dog food brand and I just I'm waiting for him to develop something for cats because that's what I have here <laughs> the, the, the kitties are usually left out yeah I pity the kitties I, I'm an animal lover and I love my dog but you know I got three cats at home too and I, I pity them sometimes because they don't give us or get as much love as as the dogs do, but that's okay. I mean, they'll get their day someday. And I see you're also taking care of the Power Rangers fans by having two this time. Because last year, I remember you had um, uh, Rocky. I can't remember the actor's name now. Uh, no, oh. no, Rocky. But it was the red, the original Red Ranger. Now I can't think of his name. And he was awesome. Uh, red Ranger. Austin St. John. Yes. Uh, which yeah. I was not a fan of the Power Rangers, but I, I sat in on that panel because I, I figured, well, I want to be able to communicate this to my my listeners because I bet some of them were. And Disney did own the Power Rangers for a little bit. So it worked. And so he, Austin St. John was fantastic. So I actually think I'm going to have to sit in with David Fielding, the original, um, not Zordon. Was that the name of the character? Zordon? Yes. Zordon. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then Walter yeah. E. Jones, the original Zack. They're the, probably the awesome guys. Black aren't Yes. We also have, we also have, uh, she's not the original, but she might as well be because the original didn't last, but I think two episodes, the, uh, the longest tenured, uh, yellow ranger, uh, I believe it's Karen Ashley is her name. She's also going to be there. Awesome. So you've got three, three uh, power rangers. Yeah. Three, three, well, you got two power rangers and their mentor. Yeah. What would a right. Mighty Morphin Power Ranger be without Zordon? That's for sure. That's true. And also one of my favorite returning guys, David Ankrum. I got to meet him. Uh, I, I guess it was last year. Who was? He's the voice of Wedge Antilles, which is really mm-hmm. cool because you talk to him, you can hear Wedge. Oh <laughs> it's yeah, so cool. It's kind of it's, and people don't realize that that was a voiceover uh, role, and he did Rogue One then as well. Uh, so the recent Star Wars fans will have. Uh, cause to know who he is as well and it's it's that's that's always a treat and to play into the whole star wars thing i don't know if you saw it but we've got uh, a guest by the name of colin cantwell um colin is not a household name where star wars is concerned but he darn well ought to be um you've had you may have known about ralph McQuarrie if you're a star wars fan and, and his conceptual drawings for you know, the droids and all the set pieces and things like that. Well, what he was, or what Ralph was to, to the, the, the concept and the conceptual drawings uh, for Star Wars, Colin was to the spacecraft. He is the creator of almost every spacecraft that you see in episodes four, five, and six. And his biggest claim to fame for Star Wars is he's the creator of the Death Star. And, you know... Without him, you wouldn't have the the thermal exhaust port located directly beneath the main port, which <laughs> blew up this. And uh, he he is. I've been talking to him through uh, 
his wife since I met them a few months ago in Colorado Springs, and I'll tell you, um, I've had a chance to see some of the material they're going to bring to their panel, and if you want to see any of the history of Star Wars, uh, I would come and see this panel. It will blow your mind. He's He is a treasure, and I think we should view him as such. He needs his time in the spotlight. Yeah, totally agree, because I hadn't heard of him before, but looking at the, the list, uh, even working on 2001 A Space Odyssey and Buck Rogers. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he actually helped develop the first color monitor for Hewlett Packard. Cool. So, uh, the, the, he, is, he is a genius on multiple levels. Oh, yeah. Wow. And completely unrecognized. So I'm glad you're bringing him in. But that, that's one of the things I've enjoyed about the, the Kansas City Comic Con is you've brought in people that I, I wasn't familiar with specifically, but I'll know what they've done if I just take the time to look. Uh, even right. some of these people that maybe we only saw them one time, like uh, Jeff East, who was the young Clark Kent. And Diane Sherry Case, the original uh, Lana Lang from the first Superman film before she was replaced. Uh, and that's, that's oh, awesome. Yes. Well, and that's, you know, that's something that we, we we're trying to do as a, as a convention. We're trying to bring in those those people and those experiences that other cons seem to have overlooked a little mm-hmm. and bring you some of the the legacy experience. You know, they're, they're I do believe, and I'm, I can't uh, this statement, but I've been looking and researching. I think along with our Skyped-in guest, Valerie Perrine, who will be joining us via uh, remote, much like I am with you today, uh, except visually. Uh, she's going to be in our two-hour Superman 40th anniversary panel. Um, I do believe we have the largest grouping of the surviving actors from Superman, Superman 2 that any convention has had thus far. Don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure the research would, would hold up and, and bear that to be true. Yeah, I, I think you can make a pretty bold claim of that because this is an impressive list. Especially well, we even, so. even yeah. getting baby Superman in there. <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron Smolinski. That he's a he's a he's a really nice guy, and you know, and he's there is a distinction for him. He did make it into every Superman movie, I do believe, including the latest one, um, Man of Steel, and I believe he was in. Uh, was he in Batman versus Superman? I know he was in Man of Steel. I need to go back and do my research again, but he. Uh, he kind of grew up with the with the property, and um, they just kept plugging him into the movies. And he's he's he's. I can show you where he is in every movie. I can I can't tell you every scene, but I can show you where he is. So hmm. right, that's something I'm gonna have to look up, see what he looks like as an adult, and start checking for him now. <laughs> yeah, well, you can bet your bottom dollar if there's a Superman movie, if Aaron's around, Aaron will probably be in it somehow. Uh, so we'll have to look for him now in Justice League. I would think so. I need to look on his IMDb page and see if he's there. <laughs> and for anyone who didn't recognize the name of Valerie Perrine, I hope I said that right, she's best known as Miss Tessmacher, which is awesome. Uh, Lex Luthor's number two or number one gal, even though he didn't necessarily show her much love all the time. But yeah. Yes, yes, Valerie is, she's a... She's a pip, and we're absolutely thrilled to have her, even if it is via the uh, you know wondrous modern technology. Yeah, um, I know she couldn't travel, but she was gracious enough to agree to uh, join us via Skype, which is is 
uh, something new for us. We, we're venturing off into the world of technology a little, little bit with our con this year and moving into the 21st century. So we're we're looking forward to having her as part of that. And so this panel, is this one on uh, Friday night or is this on Saturday? This will be Saturday. It's a special screen or a special two hour panel. Um, it's going to have some never before seen footage and photos from uh, capedwonder.com. They've been uh, nice enough to put this 40th anniversary panel together. That will be from one o'clock until three o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And I will certainly be in there. Oh, that's, well, I hope uh, everybody's in there. <laughs> I think every- yeah, except for, I think, was it, uh, yeah, I guess it was of Kansas City Comic Con, but Stan Lee was there. And it was this huge thing, and the line went around the, the entire building, and I thought, well, I'm never going to get into that. And uh, a friend of mine did get into Stan Lee's panel, but I missed it entirely. But I did get to see him from afar. So there it is. That's Stan Lee, way over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> that uh, little dot of white hair, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to make sure this time I'm going to get in the daggum line, even if it seems like it's going on for three miles. I'm getting in the line because I'll probably get in. I gave now, up too you don't soon. have to get in a line, guys. You don't have to put yourself in that position. We do have a VIP ticket available that gets you priority, amongst other things, it gets you priority seating in that two-hour panel. It also uh, gets you um, the or gets you into the first showing of Superman Two: The Richard Donner Cut at Ooh. the Alamo Draft House on Friday evening at i believe it's seven thirty, um where we have another surprise waiting for everybody that's that's part of that i can't tell you what it is because it wouldn't be a surprise but trust me you guys will want to be there um other things that are involved with that vip pass you get uh a an autograph from every one of the superman personalities there the only one that's left out of that is diane sherry case because unfortunately she was a a last-minute edition, and we didn't get to a chance to do that. But you get some special edition posters, um, some pretty cool swag. You do get a group photo opportunity with them, um, and you get to skip the lines cool. to get your item <laughs> autographed. So there's no real waiting. You you just have to wait behind what your other 99 VIPs, but you're all not going to be there at the same time. So, but there's all sorts of uh, perks of that that uh, VIP pass, and that's only two hundred and sixty-five dollars. It's almost cheaper than if you were to get all of their autographs individually priced. Awesome, and, and you t- get all those extras. There are still tickets available. Uh, Three-day admission is for sixty dollars. Friday only is twenty-five. Saturday only is thirty-five. Sunday is thirty. There's also youth admission for twenty dollars, ages eleven to sixteen. Children ten and under are free. Which is awesome. And if you have, yeah, it is. And that's, you know, I don't know that the other cons in town do the the free admission for the younger ones. Um, Something else we're doing, too, if you come to the door the day of on any of those days or on Friday, the um, veterans passes. If you're a vet, uh, thank you for your service, number one. Number two, uh, you get in for the pre-sale price, which was $50 for a three-day ticket instead of the normal 60 So little little extra to them if we can if we can help it yep good idea 
All right, so once again, this is November 10th through the 12th at Bartle Hall here at Kansas City. Uh, if you go to www.kansascity-comiccon.com, you can find out all about it. You can order your tickets. You can look at all the guests. There's a blog page. Uh, you can even find where you can submit for a panel, which I guess if you wanted to submit for next year, which I should probably get on to because apparently <laughs> as soon as you guys are ready, they start filling up pretty fast. Oh, they do. They do. Absolutely. Everybody's got something to say. And I'll tell you, I, I, I never knew how many podcasters there were out there. And you guys have, have really answered the, the clarion call there for, for help. I've, I've had to turn more people away than, than I really would want to. And I wish I had more time so that I could feature all the different podcasts that are out there. Cause you guys all do a great job and you all have something new and unique. And, and I think, God, I could spend all my time listening to podcasts and, and not listen to you know, a fraction of all of them. So, And, you know, one more thing, and I'll let you uh, finish up with what you're doing. Speaking of podcasts, there is a big podcast on Saturday night. I don't know if you were aware of this or no, not. No, I didn't know. Um, if you've ever heard of a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, writer, director, actor, uh, Kevin Smith will be in attendance at our show. Well, he won't be on the show floor, but he will be doing a one-night-only, uh, one-off performance of uh, Fat Man on Batman, Saturday night. Tickets are available through Ticketmaster, um, and that, that'll be good. I do believe he's going to interview superstar Batman and, uh, well... Not just Batman, but Justice League and everybody else. If, if there's a hero out there for Marvel, DC, David Finch has has drawn all of them. Yeah, and I pretty much can figure everybody's going to want to go because it's Kevin Flippin' Smith. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, that, even if it was just Kevin Smith, yeah, he, you know, every time he's in town or even close, I was, he came to Lawrence and I went. He was uh, at the other convention the other big convention in town i do believe a couple of years ago and i went to that and um if you haven't seen him in action and, and talking and whatnot you, you need to come out and see it kevin smith is is definitely a one-of-a-kind uh personality and his insights and his thoughts on things are i mean his studio is, is indicative, or the name of his studio is indicative of his school of thought. It's just slightly askew. Yep. <laughs> um, but it uh, it's humorous and thought-provoking most of the time. And he says a lot of the things that a lot of us have always kind of thought but never had the guts to say. And we are thrilled to have him. We also have the other half of uh, Jay and Silent Bob. We've got Jason Muse for all three days. And awesome. he's will be on the on the floor and he doesn't come alone he comes with three quarters of amc's uh comic book men we've got ming chen mike zapsik and brian johnson and they're setting up the stash on our in our celebrity oh wow uh section yeah it, it's uh it, it promises to be a, a heck of an experience and that's what we're trying to do for everybody so are they actually going to appraise items if you bring something you know, I haven't asked them, but they, you know, you'd think that they should. They yeah. should do that. I don't, you know, it's uh, maybe they'd have to take them and give final approval from Walt, who unfortunately won't be able to join us that uh. our next weekend. But yeah, he's, 
he's got his reasons and and you know well if you're listening you know we'll miss you buddy but um he's a he's a wonderful guy and he's he's been gracious enough to donate his uh, a piece of his own artwork for uh, a charity auction that we will have after the uh after the show we'll put a, a a bunch of pieces up online and get those up for people and those will benefit all the proceeds will benefit uh children's mercy the hero initiative we're going to try a, a new tie-in which is the Dana, christopher and dana reed foundation and then a certain pieces will go to to a local kansas city uh icon we're going to try to help preserve the legacy of clint's comics awesome downtown and that's a that's a shout out from the Kansas City Comics community to one of the pillars of that community. And uh, we just thought that we couldn't go this year without doing something for them. So um, be on the lookout for the for that charity auction. Um, we will have information about that posted to our website and our different social media accounts um, probably almost immediately after the show next weekend. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for so much for coming along here, Barry. And uh, I look forward to I, who knows, I might even run into you. I'll be the guy wearing the shirt that says Neverland Podcast. So, well, well, I'm sure we'll run into each other. I mean, we're yeah, I mean, that's that's part of running a con. You just you, you can never stand still for too terribly long. And uh, yeah, if you see somebody uh, that looks like the guy in the, the Barry and Judd Roadshow that you've seen on Facebook or whatnot, stop and say hi. You never know. We might interview you and put you on. Uh, live stream with our with our Facebook page or something like that and you know we look forward to seeing y'all all of you out there and we look forward to seeing you out there sir at yep. the Neverland Podcast and carrying all kinds and, of audio equipment with me this year <laughs> loaded for bear that's awesome yep. we like to see that yeah the only awesome. thing I'm not bringing is I don't think I'm bringing a camera because uh, I'm starting to get equipment now from the university where I'm attending so I can get some high quality stuff and I brought a really nice camera with me to Planet Comic Con because I was running two panels and I wanted to film them both and we just look me and my co-host just look like a couple of camels out there carrying all this stuff so this time i'm going to be simple i'm going to bring in a simple sound system bring in a microphone so i can talk to some guests i might even play some star wars wars trivia with people standing in lines so be prepared wow, wow that's oh, yes. fun see and now you're adding to the experience that's awesome yep i may that's not be hosting a panel but i i will come and have some fun with people because it's fun to have fun <laughs> yes and you yes, can quote me on that. Absolutely, that should be my next it's T-shirt fun design. To have fun. It's fun to have fun. There you go. <laughs> we should. That that you need to do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I am trademarking it right now. Big C. Fun to have fun. There we go. <laughs> I can't even say it anymore. You've already trademarked it. That's not fair. Exactly. Um, I, I'm I'm going to get on Adobe Illustrator right now and make it. Therefore, <laughs> I'm really bad at um, Illustrator. <laughs> Well, that's okay. We've got an art director. He's for hire. He can help you out. <laughs> there we go. Now, if only I had a budget. <laughs> oh, well, you know, isn't that the, isn't that the $64,000 question is where do you get the money for anything? I tell you. Yep. So, and that's why we have a Patreon link. So everybody make sure you go to that Patreon and, uh, and donate <laughs> and buy our t-shirts for crying out loud. I don't design these things for my health because, because it wouldn't survive my health very well. Although I kind of like my new logo. There is a brand new shirt design. We've had it just a couple of, uh, well, maybe about a month now, uh, that is definitely available. And I'll try to get some other new shirt designs, including fun is fun. 
There we go. It's there. fun to have fun. Fun is fun. Right. Awesome. Right. I'll I be the first in line to buy that one. I'll, I'll tell you what. So. Yeah, I still owe my co-host a shirt though, because he's his catchphrase is most definitely. So I'm definitely making <laughs> that shirt. So. Oh uh, well, most definitely you should. Oh yes, having fun is most definitely fun. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end up babbling, so we'll go ahead and send you off. You're on a, on your way to an event, so uh, everybody yeah. make sure you go to Kansas City dash Comic Con, and of course get your VIP passes so you can get in all the Superman goodness. Find your tickets there. Take oh, a look yes. at all the guests. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your family. Drag your mom to this. Come on, your mom will have a good time. Oh, <laughs> uh, your mom probably liked Christopher Reeve, so bring her along. She'll have a mm -hmm. good time. Oh, yes, and I'm there sure the go. guy who was the younger version of Christopher Reeve is still a good-looking fella. Oh, <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I can't tell you yes or no on that. I can neither confirm nor deny, but I'm sure there will be some that will think he is the cat's meow, as they used to say. <laughs> He's got dark hair and blue eyes going for him. Come on, you know. If I had oh, blue okay. eyes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and tell us about the convention. No, thank you for... Not a problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash NeverlandPodcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Yeah! <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old. 
soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 